0: Listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Uh, amen. Welcome. Um, it's a great joy to be here with you. You may have noticed Joe and Jeannie are in the um, choir loft now. It uh, reminds me of those two old guys in the Muppets that kind of sit up in the choir loft and make snarky comments. So they're probably gonna be commenting on my homily here, making it hilarious, okay, I'll find out later. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, what a joy and honor to be here, huh? And in this month of October, the month of Our Lady of the Rosary, we have a beautiful statue of our Blessed Mother right here. And um, there is a lot going on in these readings, a lot. I am gonna narrow in on one thing, Um, this incredibly beautiful and profound and important line from uh, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 25. Um, Let me repeat it for us. On this mountain, God will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. Wow, did you catch that? God promised that he would destroy death forever. And we know that it was in the resurrection of Jesus that that happened. That death has been conquered. And uh, as I was praying over that, I was thinking, you know, some of my favorite movies have to do with, you know, time travel and going to the future. Uh, Those are really popular stories, right? It piques our curiosity. It's fun to flex your imagination. And uh, the reality is... That God has created life on this planet in the state of journeying, according to the catechism. And um, lo and behold, we have experience of time, don't we? We can think about yesterday. You know, we try to do our best to stay focused today. And then we wonder about tomorrow. And we don't know. No one knows the future, right? We don't know. And it's, um, it could be frightening. It could be exciting. um, But the future, well... There is one thing that we all do know about the future, and that is we're going to die. That part is clear. And I think for each person in every culture, there's this thing about death, right? There's this big question mark that kind of sits on the back burner of our minds. You think about a little bit of anthropology and all the different examples from history and from cultures. You think of those pyramids in Egypt, you know, different ways that humans have wrestled with this question about death which is certain and what waits for us on the other side and um, this is probably the most powerful and meaningful aspect of our faith is that God has destroyed death. Saint Paul will say it oh death where is your sting right Jesus conquered he overcame and God has revealed to us what is waiting for us on the other side That's where today's gospel comes in. It has been revealed that what is waiting for us is a marriage banquet. That is the primary metaphor the entire Bible uses again and again and again, that God invites his people like a bride coming to her bridegroom for a marriage, for a union, for a relationship of love and intimacy. Isn't that something? And uh, you think about the end of the, the Bible, the book of Revelation, there's the wedding supper of the Lamb, when I'm, the priest holds up the Eucharist and says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the... Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. That's what it's talking about, this, this banquet, this marriage banquet that we're invited to. And in this parable, Jesus notes that some people don't, don't receive the invitation. Those are those who sin, who reject God. They're invited, but they, re- they, they don't come. Um, but there's a super curious moment at the end of the parable here. There is a guy who's there who doesn't have a wedding garment. And uh, that's a strange detail, right? Did it catch you off guard a little bit? Maybe the first time you heard this parable. What's this about? Well, um, obviously in a homily, I can't give like a full like, Bible teaching. It's, a homily's a little different. But in the Bible, the, the idea of the garment you'll find it like for example in revelation chapter 19 and a few other passages it's symbolic of your life of holiness and righteousness and good works we prayed for that in the opening prayer today that god's grace would lead us to do good works um that uh you may wonder why the priest and the deacon at mass wear the white robe because that's what it says in the bible that everyone in heaven will be wearing this white garment this wedding garment and immediately i thought of another place in the liturgy which I want to remind you because it happened to you, but you probably don't remember. But if you've ever been to a baptism, you know, there's the beautiful sacrament, the first sacrament that you receive. And there's a a little bit of a ritual and ceremony surrounding that sacrament, right? There's the water and I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then there's the candle, right? Receive the light of Christ. But then the baby is given a white garment. Have you seen that before? There's that garment again, that white garment. And um, when the priest or deacon gives the baby the white garment, this is what they say, um, name or genie, you have become a new creation and have clothed yourself in Christ. May this white garment be a sign to you of your Christian dignity with your family and friends to help you by word and example, bring it unstained into eternal life. At the moment of baptism, the priest utters a prophecy about the baby's death. That there's this white garment that's somehow connected to the sacrament of baptism, and that we need that white garment at the moment of death when we come before God at our judgment. We give an account to Him of our lives, and it's the garment that symbolizes a life of holiness, a life of of prayer, of almsgiving, of works of mercy, cooperating with God's grace. Not that we earn our salvation, but we cooperate with His grace. Um, So to conclude, I want to tell you a little story that really helps me to understand what this is about. I want to tell you about a a story written by Oscar Wilde. You probably thought you'd never hear an Oscar Wilde story in a homily. The picture of Dorian Gray. Anyone familiar with the book or you saw the movie? Okay. So in this story, uh, there's a guy named Dorian Gray and he's kind of a vain, beautiful young guy. And he's getting his portrait painted And he ends up making a deal with the devil to sell his soul, you know, for eternal youth, right? You think of all the mythology surrounding the fountain of youth and it's all about avoiding death, right? I love that stuff. So he will be, uh, he won't age, but oddly the portrait will age and it also will record his life of sin. So he hides this painting away and he lives a life of hedonism and debauchery and sin and the whole thing he never ages he's just young he's beautiful and um lo and behold towards the end of the story the, the, the picture is found out or whatever and uh all the th- all the sins of the things that he did in life you know uh are recorded in this image it becomes ugly and distorted and um i think that this garment in the parable is like the opposite of that if our sins can disfigure our soul our our acts of love acts of mercy the moments of prayer, of fasting, of almsgiving, of cooperating with God's grace is somehow recorded in this wedding garment of our soul. Isn't that beautiful? You know, like every, every moment counts. You know, every day we have an opportunity to be a light in the darkness, to pray, to, to, um, reflect God's mercy, God's light, you know, that the truth that Jesus revealed to us as we make our way through this life. And, uh, that will be with us it's symbolized by this idea of the garment that we're invited to this wedding banquet where we ourselves will be married wedded united with God isn't that something how beautiful so brothers and sisters let us pray this day um, to be more aware of uh, the invitation that comes from the Lord to live by faith to um, to be a reflection of his love in this world and uh, to as we make our way to the the wedding supper of the Lamb. Amen. God bless you. You've been listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans.